Welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and I'm thrilled to have another exciting week with you guys. Unfortunately, there will be no interview again this week, and it seems like I don't know when there will be an interview. Um, I, but like I said, I've, I've had like three big influencers agree to come on the podcast, and then sort of like they say they come, they're going to come on, but then they kind of ghost after that. So if any of you three are happy to listening, come on, come on the podcast. Anyway, but there's some still some good drama to go over this week, and I'm excited to talk about it. Not a ton, so it'll be maybe a short episode, but some stuff that are definitely definitely interesting, to say the least. So let's start off with something I'm actually excited about. Nessa Barrett and Jaden Hostler released a new song together, and it is really good. I shit on a lot of, of these TikTokers who think they can just all suddenly make music, and I get a lot of it, and... There's a lot of hate going for like Dixie. She gets so much hate. Little Huddy got hate. He got praised, but Nessa is not like she is so much better than any other TikToker. She's so much better than a lot of other musicians out there. Like she is so good in her music. You can just tell it's so raw. Anyway, so her song is called La La Di Die. And it's very deep. Like, it's not just a, I love Dixie to death, but it's not just to be happy. It has very serious language in it. And it's about depression and about suicide and about self-harm, which Nessa has struggled with. She has talked about this pretty much openly, especially during the time when people were trying to cancel her. She talked about it, how big of an effect that took on her mental health. And we sort of hear it in this song. We hear the raw emotion. And Jaden has been, Jaden's like, very controversial guy. I don't really love Jaden myself, but he has also talked a lot about mental health. He has written songs about it. Um, he has tweeted about it, shared information, shared his stories about it. So you know it, it's something that actually like, deeply affects both of these individuals. So I'm just going to listen to some of here, the lyrics. It starts out with Jaden just saying, okay, but then Nessa says one one big line. It's Hope someday I'll find Nirvana. I'll be looking down below. I'll be dead at 27, only nine years to go. So she's 18 years old and she's basically predicting like she has nine years left to live, that she'll be younger when she dies. And she's like looking forward to it. And I don't think this is how she feels now. I think she's talked about how she's recovered since then, but it's talking about how serious of an issue mental health is for these influencers and how seriously that it affects them like mental health takes a toll on these guys that we just don't know about and people act like they know everything and that because they are rich and that because they're successful and that they live in LA that they have no issues which we have seen time and time again it's just simply not true given their fame and their public name they get shitted on more than really anybody else and you see how Nessa shows that in this song, how she describes so vividly her issues with mental health, her issues with depression. So maybe this song, if you guys take away anything from this one song, it's that just have some sort of newfound respect or at least just human decency for what these TikTokers truly go through. And you don't care. I know you guys don't care because they're TikTokers or anything, but y'all bully the shit out of them and expect them to just be perfectly fine. When that's simply just not how life is. So just like I said, I talked about this with Naughty Content House last week. We simply just don't know what is going on behind closed doors with them. We really don't. And I don't expect them to share it because, holy shit, 
they're just going to open themselves up to even more bullying. So just consider this every time you want to leave a comment, even if it's warranted. Criticism, constructive criticism and hate are very two different things. You have to know the difference. So the next thing that's pretty deep is Sienna May, the unproblematic queen of it all, came under fire recently for controversial merch, to say the least. So Sienna started a line of clothing. Her and I believe it was Sir the Star, that's his TikTok username, had a line of clothing that basically said, did you eat today on the front of the sweatshirt? And they had sweats that going down on the leg. And Sienna has sort of built her account on body positivity, loving you, who you are, being confident in yourself, and really has been great. This merch was questionable. But you guys have to know where to place the blame. Do you guys really think the so I'll just the accusations against Sienna were she was purposely trying to profit off of eating disorders, manipulate her fans, and use something that could trigger others to make money. If you guys can look, can you guys even look me in the eye and tell me you genuinely think that's what Sienna was doing? Do you think she was purposely trying to hurt people, purposely trying to capitalize off something that's so awful? No, she wouldn't do that. This is where it is. She started this in good faith. I really do think she had good faith in this all. I think her managers, you guys have to think about the list of adults who saw this and were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do this. Like, come on. If you're a manager of hers, if you're a merchandise manager, if you're clothing coordinator or whatever your job is, if you're doing this and you see that and you allowed that to go through, like, I, if I was Sienna, if I was Sienna's parents or whoever, I would want some new managers because that is just an awful mistake to happen. Like, I, as soon as I saw this merch, I was like, who the fuck allowed this to be happening? And it's not Sienna's fault. She, guys, she's 16 years old. She doesn't know all about everything in the world. She relies on her managers to make decisions like this. They allowed this to go through. That is highly questionable on their part. I can see where they thought, hey, everyone's every, Sienna's comment section is filled with people saying, hey, I ate today. Or people asking, did you eat? And she says, like, I'm so proud of you. If someone's today today. So the next thing I want to talk about briefly is Bryce Hall is a little bit under fire because of a most recent prank he had on Noah and Dixie. So this was the prank. He blindfolded Noah. Noah knew he was going to be blindfolded. Knew there was going to be like a surprise. So he blindfolded Noah. Some strippers began to dance on Noah. Not even on him, just like close to him, etc. He FaceTimed Dixie. Dixie clearly, like, he was clearly blindfolded and was like, what's going on? What's going on? Dixie hung up right away. Noah was like, did you wish you mad? It was really adorable, Noah. But, and he was wondering what's going on. And then he called Dixie back and Dixie was like, yeah, Noah told me he was going to get pranked. It's like, Dixie didn't believe it or anything. It's like, not like that serious. Anyway, people basically went on Bryce's comment section, basically were like, that's too far. My respect for you went down. Or, like, that was sexual harassment. Like, Guys, neither Noah nor Dixie were upset. Stop being upset for other people when it's not your business. If Dixie or Noah had an issue with it, then you guys can complain. But no one was mad but you guys. There's a reason Dixie and Noah are mad. Probably because they were in on the prank. Dixie knew he was being pranked. None of them gave a shit, okay? Like, that's Bryce's YouTube channel, pranking people. The strippers didn't touch Noah. They didn't assault him. They didn't 
they weren't even naked. They just had like underwear on in a bra. Like you guys have to like, I'm all for let's be real. Let's figure out like if even if you didn't intend it, if it makes an impact on people and if it's offensive, then stop. Like this is not. Come on, you guys can't be offended over literally every little thing. And this was so. And I get most of the fans are young, seeing strippers on Noah probably made you upset because you ship him and Dixie so much. I do too. I love them together. But you guys got a real Noah's 20 years old. Bryce is like 22 or 21. No, he just turned 21. Dixie is 19, I think. Like these are adults. You guys have to stop looking at Bryce and other big influencers as your role models because Bryce has said he does not want to be a role model. He does not want to role model 12-year-old kids who get offended at everything he does. You already know who Bryce is. You know he's going to drink. You know he's going to play pranks and do dangerous shit. That's what his channel is for. If you do not like that, I suggest you not watching his stuff because stop getting offended for other people when they're not even offended in the video. And they know how Bryce is. Everyone knows how Bryce and what Bryce likes to do. If you're going to get upset at what he does, simply just don't watch his channel. I guarantee you. There are plenty of other friendly, fa- fa- family-friendly channels on YouTube. Charlie's channel is family-friendly. I think Noah's isn't too bad. Like, Don't watch Josh's. Don't watch Bryce's. Don't watch Thomas's. Like, I guess Thomas is pretty fine, but you guys just know your all know what you're watching and know that Bryce is gonna do shit that's sort of risque. Like he's gonna be doing dangerous, hilarious shit. That's what he does. So don't be mad when he, he does what you know he's gonna do. I keep saying does a lot, but literally that's just who he is. That's what he's gonna do. You get what I'm saying? Stop being offended over every little thing. And I know you guys are young. And probably most of my audience is probably young too. Don't be the person that goes in someone's comment section because my respect for you went down. Like, if someone said that to me in my comment section, I would literally be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't give a shit. Criticize them if you like. Do it in a way that's just not, like, immature. You know what I mean? Let people live their lives. Clearly, Dixie was okay. Noah was fine. They're all okay. No one broke up. It's all right. It's going to be okay. I promise you guys. So moving on from TikTok drama, let's talk about the end of an era. Our favorite couple, our favorite ship, our favorite parents have gotten or filed for divorce. Kim and Kanye are officially getting divorced. I know I've talked about this in the past talked about it really early when I first started this podcast in the summer about their relationship being rocky. I talked about it about a month ago that it looks like they're not going to end up together. And now it is official. Kim has filed for a divorce. And yeah, this was obviously coming. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew it was most likely coming from Kim because Kanye does not seem like the dude who's going to get a divorce. Kim has gotten divorces in the past and not that it's an issue or anything or that Kim's to blame. Really no one's to blame, but it was becoming clear whose idea was and a report came out today and on et saying kanye he was upset kanye has been upset it says this kanye is upset that he and kim couldn't work it out but he knows the true the two tried very hard to make it work kanye will forever love kim and is so thankful that the two share incredible children together the source says adding while their marriage is over kanye is thankful for kim and everything she did for for him throughout the relationship. Kanye ultimately wants best for him and Kim, but it will take him a while to adjust to his new normal. 
So before anyone goes and bashes Kim, Kim has done so much for Kanye. Look at the man Kanye was before we married Kim. Look at him now. He is such a better person. He's smarter. He's calmer. Don't get mad at him. I don't want to hear anyone going on TikTok and be like, oh, all girls do the same. Look what Kim did. No, it is hard being with someone with a mental illness, not because I have a mental illness, but if Kim's not in the mind ride set, that she, it is tough to take care of four children. And then it says here, she felt like she had to take care of Kanye. It sucks, but she can't do that. I'll, I'll read the direct quote. Kim, Kanye and Kim have been trying to save their marriage, but it's been difficult. She's focused on raising her kids and making sure they're in a safe, stable environment. The source said she felt overwhelmed trying to take care of him, too. And that is okay. She has to know her limits or else it won't be helping Kanye at all. I think Kanye is doing better. We've seen him calm down. He hasn't really had any outbursts in a while since the But with the election, the Trump drama, the interview that he gave and spoke all kinds of nonsense, that is a lot for her especially with her business. They have four children together. So God, I hope the paparazzi lays off their family right now. They're not going to, but leave the children alone because I believe they're doing a joint custody agreement. I don't, I really think this divorce is going to be a smooth divorce because it says no one's going to contest the NDA, the, not the NDA, the um, prenup they signed in the beginning of it before they got married. No one's going to contest that. They both have agreed on a property settlement. Both have agreed on a custody for their kids. I hope Kanye does get to spend time with his kids because I think that's honestly what's best for him. But Kanye does seem, he. I've never doubted. I've doubted a lot of shit from Kanye. I've never doubted his love for Kim. You could tell he loved her very much. And same with Kim. Kim could have anybody in the world. Kanye's an icon, yeah, but she could have any like superstar model, superstar athlete, superstar fucking prince. She'd probably marry prince if she wanted to. She did love Kanye. Sometimes, and this is a quote I love to use, sometimes love is just not enough. When there's parenting involved, when there's fame, when there's money involved, love sometimes is simply not enough to keep two together. And that's okay. But they're married, they tried counseling. They worked harder than a lot of celebrity couples I've read about that just split up out of nowhere. They did counseling. They've worked on their marriage. They've been talks about divorce on and off for a few years. So this isn't new. It's just finally coming together. But seriously, there's going to be hate. And I know I'm one of those people that I, I fucking love Kanye West, and I love Taylor Swift. Swifties are going to attack him for this. Just lay off of him because he does have mental illness. He is bipolar, and that is okay. But chill out. Like There is some reasoning, some logic behind some of the things he's done and some reasoning to his act outs and his outbursts. Okay? And... People are going to fucking start slut shame Kim and everything like that. Neither one of them has to be in a wrong. I know TikTok and Twitter and Snapchat makes you feel like you have to pick a side. You do not. You can stay neutral through it all. There isn't no one's right. No one's wrong. They worked hard on it. They couldn't do it. Kanye wants what's best for her and what she wants. Kim knows that it's over. And Kim has actually pretty good judgment. And Kim is a great. They're both great parents. So I hope that they both can see their kids. I really let's hope this isn't a drama-filled divorce. Okay, and to end up end this episode, I'm gonna talk about something that I discussed very deeply last episode. And it was actually the title of my episode, 
my title was Chris Harrison needs to step down. And this past week, Chris Harrison has done just that. Chris Harrison announced after the backlash he received from his interview with Rachel Lindsay that he would be stepping down. He did not give any timeline or how long or exactly what he is going to be doing, but he did apologize. Not up to me to decide whether his apology was grateful or not, but I am in this Bachelor Facebook group. The group is called Brett's Bachelor Buds, sort of hosted and moderated by Brett Vergara, who's a known Twitter user, Twitter Bachelor, live tweeter, however you want to say it. He has, I think, a couple hundred thousand followers, friends with all the people in Bachelor Nation. Anyway, he hosted, and there's some amazing discussions in this group from people all over the world of all different skin colors, of all different religions. And that this has helped me open my eyes so much to the injustices really in Bachelor Nation and in TV and pop culture and everywhere. All of the microaggressions, the racism. The thing is, guys, what most people don't understand about racism is you don't have to have intent to be racist. Most white people, pretty much every white person has implicate racism inside them. That does not mean you were a Klan member or a neo-Nazi or anything, but that means is we benefit from a racist system. We are participating in a system that favors us from the moment we are born. But anyway, moving on from to just Chris, he stepped down. I do not know how long this will be. My fear is he'll be back by paradise, depending on how long he takes to educate himself, which I, I genuinely hope he's serious about. I don't think he is but I hope he is. I hope he takes the time to learn why the things he defended was racist, why his past is racist, why some of the things he, some of the character issues he displayed towards black women are racist. If he actually learns that good for him, I hope he does. Don't think he will, but you never know. Anyway, I think Robert Mills and Mike Fleece, the header, the, the big names of Bachelor Nation, the executive producer, and I think the, pretty much the CEO of ABC or something like that. I think they've learned their lesson that people are ratings will drop if they don't, but they have an issue on their hands because middle America is where a lot of their viewers come from. However, these viewers don't have Twitter. These viewers don't have Instagram. These people are not the ones complaining. These people do not want Black Lives Matter in there. They do not want people of color as leads. They do not want issues such as systemic racism to be discussed on the show. I think, I think Matt's season is a good trend, having a very diverse cast, having uh, the first ever Black Bachelor. I think this is a good sign for years to come. But you have to look about how what actually they did this season. They showed all of the petty white women drama when there's people such as Maggie and Abigail and Michelle and Bree and Serena who are have lasted long, a lot of them which are in the final four, but who are people of color and have amazing backstories that we know nothing about because they focused on Victoria and Rachel and Anna, like drama that yes, maybe make a good TV, but it doesn't matter. They've ignored the people of color. Once again, just having them on the show is not enough. Include them. Let us hear them talk. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just something to think about. Anyway, one of my favorite people in this group is named Maya and she gave a very good perspective on to the Washington Post about this. She says she was shocked but not surprised. If you even pay attention to some of the interviews that Chris Harrison has given over the years, his responses were always in defense of why they didn't have a lead of color and set up how this is something that needs to happen. 
almost like we have a winning winning formula right now. Why are you asking us to be something that we aren't? What you were saying is we are not a group that includes all people and that includes human rights and includes diverse storylines. That's what you're basically saying is you don't care just because you're still getting good views. And she basically says as a black viewer, she cannot escape that aspect. She can't watch the show without one's critical analysis. Again, this is something we as white people benefit from. We can just watch the show and just laugh and cry and fall in love with the storylines. We can do this. People of color can't because they see things we don't. They see, they don't see people that look like them in the finals. They don't see storylines that relate to them taught, being talked about. They don't see issues that are near and dear to their hearts being talked about. Like this show has been so white for so long. And yes, we are getting more diverse, but that does not mean any real change is happening. Hopefully, this decision to basically, they're basically forcing Chris Harrison to step down for good reason. I think this is a good sign. But the question is, Robert Mills and Mike Fleece, who have, Mike Fleece is a piece of shit, by the way. I think Robert Mills is a decent guy, but they have oversold every past season without taking any interest in diversity. So why would they change now? Yes, public pressure is on, but public pressure is also on. If you look at the comments on someone, Reality Steve, he's very controversial. He's been recently vocal about why Chris Harrison needed to step down, why the things Rachel did is problematic, talking with people such as Taylor Nolan about the issues of what Chris has said. And his response is basically like, all like, oh, I'm unfollowing you. Keep politics out of my TV. We don't care. Stop with this cancel culture. I am the most known advocate I know against cancel culture. This is not cancel culture, guys. There's a difference. Cancel culture usually pertains to someone something's tweeted five years ago. This is stuff people are saying right now. And racism is not cancel culture. It's holding someone accountable, wanting them to educate themselves, wanting them not to be on the fucking TV. Like, imagine as a black viewer seeing Rachel win Matt's heart right now. Imagine having to watch that knowing her past. We, it doesn't bother, might not bother some white people because it doesn't affect us. Her racism does not affect us. But there are other people you have to look out for, other people you have to fucking think about. This is a fucking serious issue. And I hope I, my viewers see this. Don't have a blind eye to everything that's going on. So again, I some potential suggestions for new host is I think... Rachel Lindsay, if I'm Robert Mills, Rachel Lindsay is my number one choice. I do not think Rachel will do it because of the way she has been treated by this franchise. But if she would, you get her, you pay her as much money as you want, give her whatever perks she wants. She is your host if you can get her. If you can't, because for good reason, she probably doesn't want to. You get, I think, some good, just some, some names that people know. Michael Strahan, he's worked with ABC, he's been on Kelly. And Michael, he's been on GMA. He's a great personality. He's a black man. He's a former football player. He would be a great host. I would consider Taisha because Taisha is one of, not related, but she's stunning. But she's also had a great season. She's with the final, the, her final Rose winner. I mean, that's pretty new, but she's still with him. She has a diverse background. She's mixed. She, like, this is... We want someone diverse as an exorcist. And she fits that. The bill of having uh, lived in LA with a bunch of white people. She has grown up, though, as a black person. 
And I think that's an aspect that has been underrepresented in TV. So to give Tasha the platform of being a host would be a great thing to do. Not Matt, just because he just became The Bachelor and he's probably going to have to deal with all this racial shit. There's so many good people of color. I would choose someone from, like, maybe an actor, maybe a musician, someone outside of this franchise and let's just Rachel. But again, if you can get Rachel as your host, you get her and you really don't look back. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you guys keep the numbers up. They've been steady this week. Love to see them rise. Maybe post on your story, do it one of my TikToks or retweet it, whatever. Anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing week. Actually, I have my first football game on Monday, so let's hope for good things. First, going to be the first guy I think ever to have painted nails on the football field, but we'll see. We'll see how people react. But be safe with all the weather storms put on. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter also. If you guys don't agree, if you guys are like, oh, no, all lives matter, please don't listen to my podcast. See you guys next week. I love you. Gonna be a rock star, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right, I don't wanna war, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see me going far, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens when I fall apart. All of me wants all of you, but I'm far away and I can't choose. Got a lot of lessons that I need to learn. Got a lot of lessons. My depression and misconceptions and all the mistakes that lead to lessons. My depression. Makes me question my